Welcome to Integral Christian Network Podcast, where we explore ways of evolving towards a more loving, inclusive, and embodied mystical Christianity. All right, let's begin with a little practice. This time we're going to focus on our heart space, moving into our relational heart, connecting with God beside us. So just allow yourself a few deep breaths. Feel the air moving in around your heart, letting that energy flow, the emanating of our radiant heart center. And just let your heart be open to the presence of God with you. That might be difficult to sense. That might be easy to sense. Sometimes we feel that just as an energy or a presence of God as mother or father. Maybe we have Jesus with us or Mary or another spiritual guide. You are not alone. Let your heart be open to sensing, receiving, hearing, feeling. Sometimes we might even often locate those presences in a space around us. We might also connect to the great cloud of witnesses, the vast accompaniment who are with us. And we'll bring them into our conversation as well. Beautiful. While you were doing that and leading us in that, I was reminded of a few different experiences I've, I've been having. And um, the most recent has been, you know, that when I get into situations where I feel perhaps a little bit of tension, I might be going into a bit of a demanding situation or a complex situation or a heartbreaking situation, um, I often will still myself and um, I should probably back up and just say real quick, there have been times where I've been sensing Jesus about, I'd say, if I were to use physical measurements, about two, three feet, at least arm's distance about in front of me to my right or often to behind me. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yet I, I've been sensing also other um, supportive presences with me. And um, Jesus, I sense Jesus' presence the most, especially when I read the book of John. But um, I get into these situations where it's like, I know I need to sense that support. I'm getting into a situation where my ego power is not strong enough to, to, to pull this off. And I need to really just kind of like relax out of the, the egoic operating system. And so I'll just say, guides, I know you're on my side and I, I need your support right now. I, I, I need to not just know it mentally. I need to be aware of it as I enter into this situation. So I'm open to you. I know you're on my side. I'm on your side because we're on the side of the people that we're going to be with. And, and it's amazing how much this practice is really just, and I know that's not the end goal of this practice, but just an example of an outcome of this practice um, is that 
we really are being born, we're born into a field of support, both physically, relationally, and spiritually. And this practice has really meant a lot to me in that regard. And that's one of the ways that it's been showing up. Yeah, that's beautiful. Have you had those, like, talk about your experience a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the my experience, I, growing up, um, had a, a closeness with Jesus. Uh, one of my core anchoring <laughs> identity pieces was um, knowing that the love of God can never be separated from us, right? Romans 8, 38 and 39, I, cl- I clung to that at a young age and and then, you know, kind of moved into experiencing that, um, or at least trying to <laughs> to feel like Jesus is with me and receiving the gaze of God. And I, I would often sense Jesus kind of behind, over my right shoulder uh, behind me. And, you know, as I grew up and learned and, you know, it, it I went into a dark night period and Jesus was there with me at first. And then, and then I felt like I couldn't sense him anymore or I didn't know where he was or I didn't have any other guides. And, um, yeah, it wasn't until much later and, and actually finding Paul Smith and the way he talks and writes about guides that I was able to sort of reintegrate that back into my life. Um, which we can talk a little bit more about, but, you know, Jesus, I've had some really, really powerful, profound experiences with Jesus and my other primary guide who we can also talk a little bit about. Uh, but now I, uh, actually had a really powerful experience of, well, <laughs> I don't know, I'm kind of hesitant to share, but, um, I, I now sense Jesus in, uh, kind of overlapping me. Like we share, he moved into the space of my energy field and there's sort of this, um, the sharing there, um, not necessarily a full merging, but, a um, a real closeness there. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do understand the hesitancy to share something intimate like that, especially if it's coming online in a, in a very fresh and new way. Um, you it's there's a at least in my experience there's been a hesitation i do not want to um feel like i'm sensationalizing something that's very very deep and very intimate i i i while we're on the subject i I do recall it was a few years ago and uh i was i was ministering at a retreat and this is going to sound very Jewish Bible. It might sound like uh, out of the book of Revelation. Who knows? But as I was ministering, and I I swear to you this is true, as I was ministering, I had my guitar and I was just kind of strumming it lightly and I was allowing spirit to just kind of doing my best to channel what's going to build up this group that I was with. And I'm telling you, over my left shoulder, I I heard the loudest voice shout not hurting my physical ear but definitely rattling my bones saying kenya and it was just the loudest voice that happened right here and i said brothers and sisters this is the first time this has ever happened to me but i heard a very loud voice just tell me kenya and this whole situation came out of it where you know this family knew that they were being um moved to to move to to kenya to to go mm-hmm. minister there and um, it, but it was just one of those, another one of those examples of, of, you know, there is a presence that is for us that is definitely beyond my normal listening, you know, and not me, but part of me and letting yeah. me know that there's something happening that needs to be received in this room. And there is a phenomenon that, you know, that and I, I touched on it in the last podcast and I want to make sure that 
I'm recontextualizing it, that we are born into a relational universe. And a relationship is not just in the things seen like gravity, um, kinship, friendship, biology, uh, climate, all of this stuff. But it's also a spiritual environment, too, where things unseen are definitely interpenetrating each other. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's kind of funny in a lot of, I don't know, maybe progressive Western, Western Christian culture. Uh, you know, if you tell someone you have this oceanic transcendent experience of connecting with all of the divine, you know, the most, most likely the reaction you'd be like, get would be like, whoa, cool. That's, that's really interesting. But if you say, oh, I talked to Jesus, uh, you know, you might get, you might get a different reaction, a little, little quizzical look at best, perhaps, you know, there's, there's sort of this stigma or this, um, you know, and, and probably some good reasons for that with, you know, like we've talked about before, traditional Christianity and buddy Jesus and, you know, God whispering the parking space in your ear, you know, whatever it might be, but, um, you know, it, something that wish still worked, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there really are these personal presences of, of, of guidance for us and divine presence. And that is the second person of God that is God beside us. And, you know, reintegrating that into our Christian spirituality is so huge and such, I mean, the life of Jesus, he, he dwelled from this deep communion and he connected with Moses and Elijah, you know, like two guides on the other side of the veil. And, you know, so it's, it's something that, you know, whether it's from psychics or mediums, you know, there, there's this sort of taboo there or, or just a hesitancy or a questioning a lot of times around God beside us, you know, maybe some stigma with Jesus and traditional, you know, Christianity and, and some of that way. So uh, it, it really, there can be some barriers to hop over here, not to mention uh, most of us being kind of in a modern materialism, you know, if we've gone through that, uh, you know, rationalism, like, you know, those imaginary friends, that's childish stuff, you know, or things like that. And these are not imaginary friends. Um, <laughs> but sometimes as children, maybe they do manifest in that way. And we attribute it to our, just our childish imagination and, you know, kind of let go of some of that stuff as we grow up. But yeah, the imaginal and the imagination and, um, and how North American rationalism kind of, they were both on the side of a war in which both lost. And there's something that's been lost on both sides. You, you do need to go through some kind of rationalistic phase to get to sort of unchain yourself from superstitious thinking and from a lot of, you know, um, three chapters a a day keeps the devil away, you know, when it comes to reading the Bible or, (laughs) you know, a lot of that kind of quid pro quo transactionary way of looking at spirituality. It it really does need to unshackle us from, from spooky way of approaching spirituality. However, you know, what we're talking about is transrational. It's, it's moved beyond the rational mind trying to control what spirit and spirituality are and what it can be and what it is uh, in, 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 um, in even everyday experience. And I think, you know, that's the thing that, that, that keeps, that's been coming online for me in these days is that spirituality has, has always been so much more complicated than I was told. And, and even co- more complicated than I, you know, even when I was thought well, I was throwing all those things off, I still had a conception that spirituality was a certain way. And the more that I try to open up to the mystery of, of God in infinite form, God in, 
intimate form and God in an incarnate form, it is a very vast and complex field that we're all swimming in. And so today we really want to talk about um, what that intimate form of prayer is like. I've given some examples that are somewhat um, unique, but I'm wondering, you know, um, I also remember, you know, like getting to that rational stage and, and even going through my own eight year dark night where it did feel like Jesus was with me. It's kind of funny how our stories parallel in certain ways. Um, it, but then it was almost like just if there's another side of the universe that Jesus was hanging out, it was on the other side of my universe. <laughs> I it just yeah. there was almost next to no intimate spirituality. And I realize now that that kind of had to happen so that a new form of intimacy could happen. Um, yeah. And I'm still navigating my way through that. But I, I was wondering, like, if, would you mind sharing what, how, what does intimate prayer look like for you in the integral framework? Yeah, for me, it's so God beside us can can take a lot of different forms. And, you know, Jesus is the oldest and longest uh, form of that for me, certainly the living Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, um, you know, and not just you know, the historical Jesus, the wisdom Jesus, right? There's, there's the real presence just like it's written about in the, in the new Testament. And, um, you know, again, it's, it's hopping over those barriers. If we've done some demythologizing or, you know, uh, other, other means of getting in our head or, uh, again, that, that movement that we need to do that, that growing up, that, that, um, you know, differentiating between the magical, between the, um, pre-rational, to the transrational, but opening up to that for me, uh, you know, it, it kind of was understanding that making sense that there are realities that exist in a transrational way that aren't just, um, yeah, aren't just the, the imagination or the, um, the, the way it felt earlier, you know, like that dark night, or Jesus leaving, maybe, maybe there's something within that that needs to, to go away to find it anew in a deeper way or in a, in a stronger way. So, you know, and also sometimes, uh, that might be Jesus returning or it might be a completely different form. Like for me, um, right around the time of the birth, birth of my daughter, I had this new spiritual guide just like rush upon me and just like appear. I didn't invite, I didn't, I was open, you know, I was like, okay, ready to receive this. I had opened my mind again to, to be aware of, you know, a presence like that. And this was, I described it to my wife and she said, Oh, that sounds like Danu. I'm like Danu, who's Danu? Oh, it's a Celtic goddess actually, you know, kind of, kind of pre-Christian pagan Celtic, uh, earth mother goddess, rivers, water, you know, it's like, huh, I Googled it and it's like, Oh yeah, that, that's definitely who I saw and who's with me. So, <laughs> um, you know, she's been kind of more my, uh, guide in a sense of, like I mentioned, Jesus is just kind of there with me, this really loving, comforting presence that's, that's with me all the time. And, um, kind of in my space <laughs> to put it one way, but Danu has really kind of actually been a real relationship, a real guide in in kind of helping me see some new things, teach some new things, move me into different mystical experiences. And, um, that's what it looks like a lot for me, but you know, there's spiritual guides, there's, there's the presence of Jesus or God's, God's presence, motherly fatherly presence, just kind of this enveloping energy. Um, and then also, uh, you know, last time we talked about God being us, another expression of God beside us is one another. If we are 
divine beings ourselves, we can we can also see the God uh, in beside us in one another in a we space group or in a friendship or a conversation like this. And um, that's also really profound and a big part of what that looks like for me in prayer. That's so huge. I, I mean, and I actually wasn't prepared to really lean into that when we were setting this uh, podcast up, but I think that's so important to capture that, you know, um, especially if you get into the more esoteric forms of spirituality, that there can be a, a lean towards transcendence above an integration of transcendence and eminence. And really the eminent spirituality are the people around us. You know, I, and I remember having, all my kids are adult age now, but I remember when they were young and I had to realize these imminent little forms of God are my Zen masters. I mean, they <laughs> are forcing me to be present when <laughs> yeah. I'd rather check yeah. out, you know, like I'd, I'm tired. It's been a long day and I get home and they're wanting to wrestle or they wanted to talk or they, you know, they're wanting to show me what they've learned. It's like snap out of it, man. This is your, this, these little incarnations of God um, are some of your greatest and best teachers and they still are, you know, but, yeah. but not, not to get too abstract, but in our we space groups, we're all God enfleshed, you know, or becoming more aware of our enfleshment of, of spirit. And, and so there's such a safety and such a kindness and compassion and such a beautiful holding. And we're not I'm, like, we're not interested in just buttering each other's bread. That's not where this is coming from, but there's such a, an important imminent spirituality to this that we're including also the esoteric as well as the exoteric, you know, the imminent um, relationality of, of spirituality. But I, I also yeah. want to uh, tap into something you're sharing there, too, because you're you're leaning both in feminine and masculine archetypes, um, motherly, fatherly presence of God. And and I know a feminine presence for me, you mentioned Danu, um, mm-hmm. has been Mary Magdalene. That, yeah. She's really come home for me in a new way that uh, her receptivity to the teaching and present to the teachings and presence of Jesus, that it's really just opened my heart space up in a different way. Um, and again, I'm a little hesitant to, to, to know how intimate to, to get with that particular subject, but she's been a very important archetype for me to commune with in prayer. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I mean, and that's, yeah, I think that's a big part of, you know, we need guides who sometimes go beyond the bounds of our religion and the kind of boxes and confines that we, we put on that or the associations maybe that we have. I think that's been a, a liberating uh, element to, to Danu. And we also, it's, yeah, really need to integrate that feminine as well, you know, to have, have masculine and feminine, um, you know, that's, that's a huge component. Yeah. So thank you for naming that and bringing that in. Cause that's, that's a big part of this as well. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's too, like the, we're almost maybe more open to recognizing that I can be with God, with the person by me than we are with like a spiritual presence that we can't see. Again, it's that kind of non-physical, uh, thing that, that maybe we have some hangups with, but I just love how you're naming that imminence. And we're going to talk more about transcendence in the next part, but, um, yeah, the imminent God beside us, there is, um, companionship, there is communion, there is connection, there's relationship. And that's really where integral prayer with God beside us um, moves into a real depth as we 
go from praying to God or to Jesus to praying with God, with Jesus. Mm. There's a real relationship there. There's a back and forth. There's a giving and receiving, whether that's hearing words like like your story about Kenya or, or other things like that. Even, you know, Paul can have conversations with his guides or sometimes he just sits in, in communion with them in silence. And uh, there's a just a beautiful comfort and you know, wisdom and just, just so many things that are available that, that they want to, to offer to us. They want to be with us. So. I think too, uh, that, uh, you're saying it so beautifully is when we're talking about integral prayer, we're not talking about a philosophy. We're talking about the integration of all forms of prayer that are online for us that have, that have been, that are part of our spiritual vocabulary and yeah. I remember when I was going through, um, like, hyper postmodern, progressive, dark night, you know, just, I, I was like, I don't know if I can keep taking this. You know, this ha- If I knew it was an eight-year process, I don't know what I would have done. But I remember being really in the thick of it. And vocal prayer felt like yeah. the phoniest, <laughs> most yeah. full of BS. Like I, I had to do it because of the nature of my vocation. So I did it and I just kind of closed my eyes to closing my eyes, you know, and saying words. And, and now that I'm on the other side of that, it's like, I, I don't place any judgment or I really mean yeah. it. Like I place no judgment or value on any form of prayer. I think spirit, the way that I experience it currently prehends intention above everything else. I think when Jesus says, don't keep babbling like pagans do pagans in that time, doesn't mean pagans, what pagans mean now. Um, I think pagans is code word in this Bible for anybody who believes spirituality is transactionary. And when you go back and read this, the stuff that's going on at that time, I think Judaism and Christianity are trying to pull people away from transactionary spirituality. But my point in bringing it up is when he says, stop babbling like pagans do, they think they're going to be heard because of their many words. What he's really saying is the intention of what you do is above any form of what you do. So when I'm with people who need to vocally pray, I'm not inwardly recoiling at what they're doing as being, quote unquote, unevolved. Or if I'm with people who think they're superior because they're doing transcendental meditation and therefore they've arrived, you know, as somehow being more important to someone else who's really sincere in the way that they're trying to embody their life and spirituality. And I'm saying all that to say whether it's a spirit guide or it's Jesus or it's, you know, some form of intimate, um, you know, I I was just up in the mountains, you know, um, with the trees and the animals and the lakes and like what is at stake is my capacity to be in relationship with that as prayer and not, not assigning or attaching value to some form or, or to some uh, mode modality of, of prayer that, that really integral intimate prayer is our capacity to be in relationship with everything around us. Yeah. And to integrate, you know, to integrate it, to welcome it back in, but also, you know, yeah, recognize that that's not always going to be the need to do everything all the time. Right. I, I relate in the same sense. There was a period for me where I couldn't, I couldn't do spoken prayer. It was hollow. It just didn't feel right. It, and I think that's a necessary, not everyone's going to go through that, but, but we have experiences like that where it's, it's actually an invitation to something deeper, to something more. And the face of God turns and we need to really press into that interface or that, that, 
you know, that transcendent phase. So it's, you know, it's allowing, it's a great allowing that, you know, um, this is welcome and included, but it's not necessary. We're not going to force you to say, oh, you have to do it this way, right? But but it is an invitation that there are really wonderful riches and experiences here. I, I don't know why I said riches. I don't like that word. There, there's wonderful just depth and connection and communion here that we can move into in a way that hopefully isn't as burdened or weighed down by um, maybe some of the things that have happened early in our life. Um and that's a real liberating thing, when, you know, when the time is right or when we're able to move into that. Uh, it, it can be a real gift to to say, though, this is possible from a transrational place, from a, a place of, of higher consciousness that we can really maybe accept um, as legitimate and, uh, you know, able to, to be approached. I think also, and again, I, we're always going to find ways to draw this back to our Wii space because there's such power to Wii space. It's not just plugging a program, but it really is an invitation to experience spirituality in a very intimate and powerful way. That in the Wii space groups, when we're practicing this form of intimate prayer, it gives everybody freedom. It is a very liberating group to participate with because everyone can be exactly where they are, not where we feel that they should be or we think we should be or, you know, whatever the center of gravity of the group ought to be. But that when we're practicing this form of prayer with each other, there's a radical freedom to just be who we are, exactly where we are, and to experiment, to risk, to to, um, interface with each other in a way that's being that's accepting that is um elevating and um is is very um enriching you you said you didn't want to use the word riches but <laughs> i think it is enriching I, I i walk away from our times just and i've used that word uh i it is so enriching to be with this group mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. i do want to i do want to keep moving us back towards uh, a safe place. If you're looking for a place to practice, uh, you know, an intimate form of prayer that's in a safe we space group, then we definitely encourage you to, to get there. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things in last time we talked about speaking forth from our, our divine self, our Christ consciousness. But, uh, you know, another way that we move into the communion with one another in that we space prayer is just what we call engaging in the flow, just opening your hearts to one another and sending that love and energy. And there's really that's just a profound and powerful experience when you're receiving that and also when you're giving in it. And no words are necessary. Uh, you know, it's great if we can do that and move into that if we want to. And that's something we experience. But there's definitely that freedom to, um, yeah, just engage in that flow silently, that communion, that connection, that that relationship um, with God beside us in one another and in um, those divine presences there with us in We Space Group. It's a great place to, you know experience that and try that out and move in it in a, in a different way than, than maybe we experience in a lot of other spiritual practice or religious circles. We'll see you online.